I'm Jess. And I'm Mel. And this is Chocolate Jam! Mel, it's been a very exciting week in Australia this week. It has indeed. Good Good morning, Jess. Hello, Jess. Hello, Mel. How are you? I'm I'm excited. You're excited. I'm excited. Great. It's podcast Sunday. It is. And sometimes, you know, we we do we do this podcast once a month. Yes. Approximately. Randomly. Uh, and sometimes things happen that are kind of interesting, and then a few weeks pass. And we don't really. And, yeah. The moment's then, gone. Yeah, and, and then and then we do the podcast, but. Um, you know, it's been a serendipitous week this week. In it that has. A lot of things have happened in Australia this week. And here we are a couple of days later. Already doing, to talk about doing them. Doing our podcast. Hooray! Excited. Perhaps first we should just uh, just want to get to it that you can reach us at chocolatejampodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at uh, Chocolate Jam Podcast and our Instagram as well. Chocolate Jam Podcast. Um, our theme music is Belgian Waffles by the Underscore Orchestra. And we are ready to talk about politics. Yay! Because what happened this week? Oh my God, it's Australia's favourite national sport. Lip spell! Lip spell! Leadership spell! Leadership spell! Yay! Um, yes, I... not, not restricted to the Liberal Party, I, sh- I should yeah, clarify. Yeah, Just, yeah, leadership you know, spell. Um, political bloodbath. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It is the best soap opera around town. I, frankly, I just love a leadership spill. It is, <laughs> it's got, you know, the, the drama, the twists, the turns, the backstabbing. Thoroughly enjoy it. Thoroughly enjoy it. Shall we have the the, 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 the man with no principles or the man who has oh, principles but they're terrible oh, or the evil potato who looks like Voldemort? Oh my Which God. terrible person will be our leader? The ramifications. What's going to happen next? You know who's gonna who's gonna make the cut and who's gonna be you know it's not even just it's not even just the PM but it's like who's gonna be the deputy and who's gonna be the minister for this that and the other and who's getting cut and who's gonna who's gonna leave politics completely yes. and then who's gonna sit on the backbench and and just like raise hell forever Tony Abbott I'm looking at you dun, dun, dun. you know that's sort of like the shifty eyes like you know who's gonna be who's waiting in the wings to like just like stab back you know just to jump out ah oh. oh. uh, it's just yeah love it. Love it so much. Just <laughs> hours of entertainment and uh, yeah. Look, I think um, yeah. I think Australians have gotten a bit used to this, and, uh, and I've got to say, like, look, as much as I love a good spill, as much as the next person, but um, I think as a country collectively, we're we're a little bit over it though at um, this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here and you know saying I love I love a good uh, leadership spill, and oh, believe me, I do because I was watching in rapt <laughs> attention. But the whole thing is completely and utterly ridiculous. Yep. Like, Australian politics over this past decade has gotten to a point... I mean, it's almost farcical, really. Well, Mel, you have some statistics I, for us, I, I have some statistics. That, it's, um, it's so... Back up. Or it's really so illustrate what you're saying. It's so, it's so ridiculous and so convoluted. And honestly, there's been so many twists and turns in politics in the last decade. Like, I was sitting here... You know, normally you can find something in 30 seconds Googling... 
Like, this was actually, like, I had to actually sit there and, you know, plot and map out. And it's it's really ridiculous. Yeah, so, we, we had to actually produce this show, guys. Like, do research and planning and yeah, We don't normally yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> production is normally um, five minutes. Today yeah, it was an hour and a half. Yeah, like, you know, it's normally like a minute and a half conversation what we're going to talk about. So, just a few facts for you guys. So, in the last ten years, there have been six different prime ministers. Six. Six D- different prime ministers. Different prime ministers. Seven changes of pm so seven kevin rudd was prime minister twice Mm. uh so he doesn't get counted in the six different prime ministers but he because he's still one human but but seven changes seven prime ministerships so we've gone if correct me if i'm wrong we've gone since mid 2010 we have gone rudd yes gillard yes rudd abbott (laughs) turnbull yep and now we are at Scott Morrison. You know, Ugh. we can do, we can like we can do a play school episode. Let's count all the Australian prime ministers. One, two, two. three. Oh, we could just we could just you know, let's count how many times the prime minister changes. Yay! Yay. Well, I mean, you you joke, but my daughter has uh, sometime guest on this show, mm. eight years old. Yes. She has, in her entire lifetime, never seen a Prime Minister serve out their full term. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Because that's... I was like, surely that can't be correct, but no, no that, is, correct. that is correct. So the last Prime Minister that is correct. to... Because oh, no, I think Kevin Rudd served no. out one term, and then it was in his second term, was it? That yeah, but that was sort awry, of But I think that was before... after Zoeph was born. Yeah. I think it was before yeah, yeah. was born. Yeah, because, um, so John Howard was Prime Minister for, like, a fucking long time. Um, really, he peaked right at the beginning of his Prime Ministership with yeah. gun control, and it was all downhill from there. Mm. Uh, that's another story. But, mm. um, you know, I remember Kevin 07. I had the t-shirt. Yeah. Um, we watched the election. My housemate was horrified because I ordered you know, pizza Ke- takeaway, even though the, the pizza hut was, like, 100 metres up the road, because I was like, I cannot miss a second of this. I don't even think he served out the full term, because that's Kevin 07, and then he got ousted by Gillard in mid-2010. And I remember that oh. exactly because it happened on my birthday. Do you know what? And, and then she went to an election shortly after that. So Yeah, and then, yeah. And then just got it, but then didn't serve out the term because she got snaked. Damn, damn. And then Rudd lost, and then Abbott was in. Then Abbott got cut, cut yep. down by Turnbull. Yep. And then he's done, what, one election? Yep. And he has like yeah, so no one no one's actually served a full term. And also things that have happened in your daughter's lifetime. So in the last eight years, there have been seven seven leadership spills in the last eight years. Not all of them successful, but seven leadership spills. And usually, you know, the the thing is is that when there's a non-successful leadership spill it's usually shortly followed by a successful yes leadership spill like a yes. change of government and i think there was also even in that time there was one there was like there was a vote for a spill that that didn't go anywhere yeah that didn't go anywhere yeah. so we're, we're talking so you know so and, and while, we're not including not, the opposition here we're just oh, talking about this is just sitting sitting governments government. sitting pms so that's that's pretty full-on guys that's pretty oh, um what? That's pretty ridiculous. So there's two sides to every story. Sure. And uh, leadership spills in Australia are no different. There is the funny side and the serious side. 
And we're going to talk about both. Um, oh, yes. Usually in Australia, we only really deal with the funny side mm. because as Australians, we don't like to talk about serious stuff too much. And... I think we have our moments, but I think it's the uh, funny stuff that goes viral, which is, you know, fair enough. Fair um, enough. But, you know, coming back to the theme of we're a bit over it, some of the more kind of serious ramifications of this have, have kind of come to light. Oh, are we at the serious part yet? Because no. I'm, yeah, I was going to say, because I'm not done with the funny, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, as always, a leadership spill has brought out the best in Australian comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I'm talking about our uh, professional comedians and just Australians in general, who I think just are a nation of professional comedians, really. Yeah. I love our country. We're yeah. great. Uh, don't have a fucking government that can get its shit together, but we're apart from that, we're great. Sure, sure. So I'd like to um, have a big shout out to um, Tom Ballard's Tonightly program on ABC uh, with yes. their wonderful, like, just beautifully pitched Do Your Fucking Job <laughs> video. I particularly liked the um, actor who was being paid to be a tradie. Um, I I thought that that was just beautiful. I, I really loved that. Um, so I would fully agree with that sentiment. Australia, do your fucking job. I thought that uh, the Petuta Advocate. I am a, a pretty big fan of the Petuta Advocate uh, in yeah, general. Occasionally, funny they're a little there. bit like sexist, very occasionally, but generally they knock it out of the park. And Petuta, this week, you guys have just outdone yourselves. Um, I particularly liked the um, coverage of Bill Shutton studying Stephen Bradbury's Olympic win. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, for those of you <laughs> who funny. don't remember, Stephen Bradbury won um, the was it figure skating? No, no, no. It was no, the it was, um, it was a speed skating speed in the skating. Winter Olympics. I can't remember which. Of course, it was speed was skating. It two, was it two thousand Winter Olympics? I or? don't remember which, no, but um, he won it Winter because like everybody else fell down and he didn't. So he hung back. He was last. All the other speed skaters fell, and he just he just kept on sta- skating. He's a dead set national legend. Hero, yes. National legend. That is how Australians do it. That's how it's done. You just gotta stay standing. You just gotta be the one stay, staying standing. Yes. And clearly, Australian politics has borrowed from that. Well, yeah, I think I think uh, at the next election we'll definitely see that. Uh, Batuta also had a, a great little mocked up image of Bill Shorten with a bit of tape over his mouth that was implying that some people were just trying to lock him away so he couldn't do anything <laughs> yeah. because that's all he needed to do until yeah. the next election was literally nothing. Which, to be fair, I mean, Shorten's not Trump. He, you know. He's, yeah, he can keep his head down. Yeah. 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 Um, shout out to whichever bloody legend updated uh, Australia's Wikipedia entry oh. <laughs> uh, note that the leadership spill is one of our favourite sporting events which happens on a random but frequent basis um, I don't know who you are legend but we salute you you're well an Australian hero well done and um, beautiful little uh, interchange between the Twitter account of National Treasure Leland Chin and Senator Richard Di Natale mm-hmm. Prime Chinister. I'm there. I'm there for it. <laughs> Prime Chinister. Uh, and I think there was Excellent. also the the um the other Peter Dutton. Did you hear about that one? No. Okay, so um a bunch of people got really angry at Peter Dutton, fair enough. Um, started tweeting it at Peter Dutton, mm. I think it was, and on Twitter. Um, turns out at Peter Dutton is actually like a thirty year old black dude from Texas who makes and sells gourmet popcorn. Oh no. Um and um you know what? That Peter Dutton turns out 
legend. He's <laughs> pretty cool. He's a cool dude. Maybe he should come and be PM. <laughs> so, you know, once we discovered that this was actually a much better Peter Dutton, we were like, you know what? It's fine if Peter Dutton wins. If it's if it's, if it's that this guy, what did you say? Gourmet popcorn? Oh, it's, it's like popcorn. It's like really nice. Uh, yeah, he makes popcorn. Oh, uh, well, you know, this is like sounding up my alley, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. I'm down with that. Can I mean, I... it's not hard to be better than like our Peter Dutton. Really? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that chair over there is is better than our Peter Dutton. Hey, I love one. that chair. That is not like, okay, That's we're, we're going to have to post a picture it's, of the chair. It's better. It's better, but yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, that, that like, piece of paper over there that's slightly crumbled yep. with my daughter's, like, you know, this mathletics password, yeah, this, th- that's better than this, Peter Dutton. This forgotten piece of paper. This yep. forgotten crumpled paper. We'll, we'll post Dutton. some pictures of things that are better than Peter Dutton yes. um, on our Instagram, oh, at yes. Chocolate Jam Podcast. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Things that are better than Peter Dutton. Things that are be- hashtag things that are better than Peter Dutton. An actual potato. Yeah, I love potato. Potato is great. I love potato. Some of my favorite foods come from potato. Hell's yes. It's great. Mashed potato, roast potato, chips, chips, all kinds of chips. Oven roasted potatoes. Hell's yes. Rust- potato bake. Rusty. Oh. Yes. Yes. Hash browns. How? <laughs> potato gems. Potato wedges. Yeah. <laughs> And there's so God many, and there's, and damn. then there's, and potato and all its potato varietals, like the sweet potato. Oh, I love me a good sweet potato. Oh, sweet potato is so good. We need a sweet potato, Dutton. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would be like. Maybe there's other people. I'm pe- just picturing Peter Dutton with like a little baby bow on his bald head. <laughs> Maybe this other Peter Dutton can be. It's like sweet, sweet potato, potato Dutton. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh man. Oh, I, okay. I, I feel. I feel kind of sorry for Peter Dutton because I just think about all those all those lessons in smiling he must have paid for over the past week. Like all those lessons, all those smiling lessons. <laughs> he, because, you know, because we're going to see him smile more. Um, so he obviously would have needed to do a lot of prep for that. Um, and I just, you know, and now it's just all gone to waste. Now it just, you know, he's not going to be able to be yep. the smiling PM that... We were all promised, and uh, mm. this is what happens when you uh, align yourself with Tony Abbott, people. It's, yeah, just don't do it's it. A reminder. It's a reminder. Good idea. Can I just give a quick shout out as well, just to add to your list? Uh, the Simpsons <laughs> against the Liberals page on Facebook has been doing some fine <laughs> yes. work. And you, you like um, whoever runs that page, legend. Just some absolutely. Are you the same person that updated the Wikipedia page? <sighs> I don't know. I don't care. You know what? Australia's got plenty of legends yeah, to go around. These guys have been pretty inundated. Interestingly enough, um, I started I started following them. I think they, they kind of propped up. So the Simpsons Against the Liberals kind of propped up around, I think around about the time that Tony Abbott, I don't know if he got yeah. voted in. Yeah, I, yeah, it was yeah. sort of around that, you know, just as kind of as, as, as Abbott was got- rising to prominence. I think it was just before that election where, where Abbott yeah. won. There's a lot of like oh, fuck, stuff started coming yeah, up. Yeah, this could, this could be a thing that happens where, where Tony Abbott's the PM. <laughs> uh, and so they, they started up, and basically the premise, <laughs> as you can sort of denote from the, the title, but basically the premise of uh, Simpsons versus, uh, Against the Liberals is a bunch of memes. It's just a page of memes that people make, they make, and then other people can contribute, where it's, it's scenes from The Simpsons, yep. but making a joke about Australian politics, it errs towards 
making jokes about the liberals, but it really they kind of they'll give a you know they'll give a good go about anything yep. funny or stupid that happens in Australian politics, and. And there's so much to choose yeah, from. Yeah, and, and it's just so sometimes it's like photoshopped politicians' heads on on Simpsons you know characters. scenes of Simpsons, or sometimes it's just you know it's just the captions from like of Simpsons scenes. But yeah, like it's 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 absolutely hilarious, and just really some just really on point funny stuff. Um, and they've been doing great work. <laughs> they've been doing well. They're always doing great work, but particularly this week they've been doing great work and. So um, we'll uh, we'll post a link yeah. to Simpsons against the Liberals oh, on our, they're great. Uh, our socials. We love them. We yes, they are, they're fantastic. We love them. And um, I like that. Sorry, just as I'm looking this up on Facebook, like uh, there's some Americans that have tried to do the Simpsons against Donald Trump, but they're trying to copy. Yeah, our, but as, our, but as ours, with every American remake of an Australian classic, it's just doesn't work. Ours is better. No one can the do American, Australian humor except Australians and New Zealanders. The American one's not as good. Ours is better. So, yes. I just wanted to give them a shout-out as well, because it was freaking hilarious. Yes. Um, So, oh my god. What a week! What, like, what the hell even happened? So, basically, what? So, at the start of the week, Malcolm Turnbull was the PM. Yes. And, like, honestly, I've been pretty busy, so... (laughs) There were some specifics that I didn't quite catch right at the beginning. It was sort of like a... Something something energy bill something. Oh, okay. So the clean backlash. Bill. Now we have to get rid of. So this, <laughs> oh, it's, this like, it's piece honestly, of massive bullshit was it was I guess the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't the cause of the the leadership bill. Yeah. It was just like the final straw. So it and you know what? It just sums up Malcolm Turnbull's prime ministership. So succinctly, so the clean energy bill was a bill that was designed to both reduce um, energy prices and also emissions. Right. In a nutshell. Um, and because people in the... So I, I just need to yeah. Yeah, break here and say, Mel and I are very partisan. Uh, it's our podcast and we're yeah. going to be unashamedly partisan. Yeah. So if you don't like it, this is not the podcast for you. Yeah. Um, but if you are listening, then you probably actually know one of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hey Tam. Hey Kathy. Hey Kristen. Hello. Um, and, um, and so you, you, you're right there with us. Look, so because... The conservative faction of the Liberal Party, the, the very confusingly named Liberal Party in Australia. Yes, yeah. Um, liberal capital L. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's big L liberal, not, not little L liberal. Is like ideologically so opposed to action on climate change, like to, to yeah. acknowledging that climate change is a thing, that they will fight tooth and nail to prevent any action against climate change, which just, guys, open your eyes. Like, you don't, we don't need, we don't even need scientists to tell us about climate change anymore because it is here and it is happening and we are all experiencing it we have had hate unprecedented heat waves like most of the country i, I know it's 100 percent of new south wales but there are also droughts happening in queensland and victoria and all over the country yeah. there are every year i think it's generally around april there are points at which the country is simultaneously underwater blowing away and mm. on fucking fire yeah our bushfire season didn't end this year it did not fucking end and we have had out of control bushfires in July. 
which it's, in it's Australia, quasi it's quasi Armageddon shit, people. And you know, frankly, we should be looking. Uh, yeah, sorry. Don't, I don't want. I don't want to interrupt your. No, flow, no, no, but, no. It's just like it's it's fucking. It's here and it's real, and that's just what's happening in Australia. You look anywhere else in the world, the same shit is going down everywhere. And there are still people with their heads stuck in the sand. And, you know, if it was just, like, bob up the street, that wouldn't be such an issue. But it is our country's leaders, it is our world leaders, and they are not taking action. And people are dying. It's not just people are going to die. People have died. And our planet is dying, guys. I don't want to sound like Captain Planet, but, like, (laughs) our planet is dying. And... You know, look, pollution's pollution. You can't, you can't sit there and go, oh, you know, like fossil fuels are fine. They're just they're doing great things for. In, it's no, not. It's just not. not good. Even if you want to, you know, because there are people that make the argument like, oh, well, you know, p- climate change is inevitable. Inevitable. Whatever we do, like, look, we can, no, we can. It's not. Freaking help it. Well, maybe it is now, but we can yeah. still, we can still, we can't reverse it. We, no, it is too late. We can, we can but help we it along, or we can, can help ease the issue a little bit and. You know, looking for sort of you know clean and renewable energy source. Like, that's such a, a basic way to do it. And apart from anything else, okay, even if you take climate change out of the equation, we need to invest in renewables because at some point we're going to run out of fossil fuels. Yes. So even if fossil and fuels were totally a, fine, they're finite. There's a cost issue as well, guys. Like it's 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 cheaper. It's cheaper in the long run if we can you know look at other energy sources. Like there's yeah. there's it just it makes so much being, make sense. It, yeah. Anyway, so how have you Create sliced it? jobs. Jobs of the future. We're all about the STEM stuff. Like, but, but, oh my God. you know, conservatives, they fucking love coal. They love coal like, I don't know, like they're half coal, like they're part coal. No, they seriously love coal. Like their heart is made of coal and it's they like love a, they, coal. They, they just, they fucking love coal. And like, I'm like, you know, coal's you guys, the greatest thing ever. If you guys want to like dig a tiny bit of coal out of the ground and have like a coal sculpture in your house, that's cool. You do that. But we do not need to burn it for our energy. We have endless wind and sun in this country. Like. So anyway, leadership spill. <laughs> Um, okay, so, so yeah, yes, so, so there was clean some kind of yeah clean energy. So there, there was a clean energy bill. So so the the, the bill was designed both to reduce um, power prices, which mm. everybody seems to be on board with, sure. and to reduce emissions, which some fucking people are not fucking on board with because, oh my god. Anyway, so basically, we've just covered that. Conservative coalition was not on board, was not down with moderate Malcolm. Such a tension. Sorry, Mel. Um, and so yeah, they were not on board. So they basically not forced with- Malcolm into a corner. Yeah. And this is like such, and this is where we come back to. This is such a, a, a like a cornerstone of Malcolm Temple's prime ministership. He just went, oh okay, well like my power is more important than whatever you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. he was like, okay, we'll cut out the emissions stuff. Yeah. At which point, basically, everyone was like, you have no spine. I mean, that had already been well established. Well, that would already... You know, I mean, that he was... threw all his principles out the window when he took control of the Liberal Party. But... I don't I don't want to make it about this, but every time I talk Australian politics, it always seems to come back to this for me. We knew that moderate Malcolm yeah. was spineless. Yeah. We did. Back in 2013 when he fucked the NBN! <laughs> NBN is a particularly sore point for Matt. Look, I'm, I mean, I agree with you. I mean... Fucking got ruined! Our future! Our future! The future of this nation got robbed! It got destroyed! You're so loud. I apologise to anyone it using headphones. It was the fucking worst thing that has happened of all the bullshit that has happened in the last ten years. It is the worst thing... Really? ...that has happened 
to this fucking country. Yeah. All right? I disagree with you on that point. Not because it's not really bad, but because there are children on Nauru who are have, like, reached new levels of depression that mean they're catatonic and because, uh, like, a bunch of people, like, were put through unnecessary torture for the um, same-sex marriage personal vote. But... Anyway, that aside, I agree. Look, in terms the of the NBN, catastrophic implications for our future people, it, it was one it of was the, basically the worst thing that's happened. It, look, so. the, the NBN was the railway of the 21st century. You exactly. know, when the railways and were they built, it. people said, this is a waste of fucking money. And do you know what? It changed the economy. It changed the way the world worked. It changed everything. And it was, you know, that anybody who didn't invest in it got left behind. NBN was our railway. And they fucked it. And they fucked it up. They fucked it. Yes. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Sorry. look, moderate Malcolm has never been a man to stick to his principles, but um, I kind of understand at the time um, Tony Abbott was actively being an international embarrassment on a regular basis. This was before the time of Trump, so, like, it stood out a bit more. Yeah. Uh, so I can kind of understand, like, Malcolm Tamil is presentable, um, at least. You, know, you can put him in front of the Queen and he's not going to embarrass us. Um, unfortunately, he's not really going to do anything else either because he's a fucking yes man and he'd just do anything to stay in power. And uh, it didn't work because, you know, uh, anyway. But look, this is, and this is the issue that I'm having. That's bloody all of them. That's all of them at this point. Look, it's pretty much anyone that gets in there. because is- Because we can't sit here and say that all this leadership spill bullshit... It's not. A, it's not just a liberal issue, unfortunately. No, it's, it's not. a labor issue as well, and there are two main two main parties. Yeah, and all any of them give a shit about is beating the other one. Yeah, and even now, so you know, just to kind of move forward on the timeline timeline a little bit of this week. So everyone went Malcolm Spineless, and you know Abbott's there or whoever Dutton Dutton Abbott are there. Like, ha! This is our chance. Let's do a leadership spill, you know, and and there was one leadership spill. What, like Tuesday or something like that? Tuesday, oh. Wednesday? I don't know. No, it was one... Tuesday because everyone was saying <clears throat> there's a leadership spill. Must right. be Tuesday. Right. Ah, uh, yes. Shout out to the Buffy reference. And, <laughs> and so it was, yeah. So you know, and it didn't pass, but it was the blood in the water sign. It's like, okay, now we're screwed. And then mm-hmm. what? They tried to shut down. They shut down Parliament for. They shut, moved down to shut down Parliament early, yeah, which I'm, I'm and that, that talk was about. that was Thursday, and I know that was Thursday because I was supposed to have a bunch of meetings on Thursday morning, and they got cancelled. And I'm like, yes, so I sat at home watching. <laughs> I was like, ABC News 24, this is on, like, like, woo, <laughs> and I'm watching them all go nuts at each other. And it was great, but so that was sort of the blood in the water moment, and. Malcolm's days were numbered. Oh, it was very clear at that point. And, you know, tried to do a few, like, weird blocking things to, you know, drag it out a little bit and check Dutton's eligibility, which is a whole other thing. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Australian politics is such a rich... It's a rich rich tapestry of scandal (laughs) and bullshit. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, and and, and then somehow we ended... and And so then it became like this... Yeah, you know. So then Malcolm said he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna contest it, and so Skomo's in there like, well, I'll contest it. <sighs> this is my chance. And then Julie Bishop got in there. Yeah, for some stupid reason. And I would just like to say, um, if there are fans of Julie Bishop out there, uh, she's just as evil as the rest of them. She's well presented. She puts together a really good speech. I admire her in some ways, but she worked for the most evil law firm in Australia, 
and she deliberately dragged out legal proceedings against uh, James Hardy so that asbestos victims would die before they could get anywhere in court. So just... Wow. If you're a fan of Julie Bishop and you think she could have got up, she's no better than the rest of them. Okay, maybe she's better than Peter Dutton, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Like, this, Things this that is are the better problem. than Peter Dutton. This is the problem. It's all this, like, you know, who's the, who's the least... Who's the least, least worst? terrible? Who's the, who's the least bad of the whole bunch? And, and so... Well, it's not ScoMo. Ugh. Ugh. Well, he's not the worst. He's pretty bad. I don't know. It's all... It's splitting hairs at this point. It but, really is. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Dunn's is, like, positively evil. Voldemort. Yeah, he's dead set. He's Voldemort. Like, he's you Voldemort just have to look at him looks... to see that. <laughs> he's... Yeah, yes. yes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning judging he's... people by their appearance. But he's, Peter uh... Dutton, we make a special he's, uh... exception. <laughs> he's, like, Voldemort. That He's, like, a potato Voldemort. Potato Voldemort. Um... <laughs> And then somehow we ended up with ScoMo. I it, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. <laughs> on the funny, on the amusing side, <laughs> on the amusing side. Um, so I don't know if you remember. You'll remember, but uh, perhaps some of our listeners may not be aware or may not remember um, that. Uh, you know, back in back in two thousand and fourteen. Ooh, cast our minds back. That's right. That's, I had to fact check this as well. Um, so back when all the sort of stop the boats, you know, when that was oh, kind God, of Derek. when that was all in full swing, and, and we ended up with you know the mm-hmm. the fun and joys and like Nauru and Manus Island and all that. Yeah, and we decided um, it was okay to put people into concentration camps. Um, so and there was there was like a bunch of guys that went into. Went and did like the prayer, the prayer vigil protest oh in Scott Morrison's guys, office. You guys, you guys, and are got legends. like arrested and stuff. Yes. So, so a good friend of mine, her husband was the one that led that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so on Friday, I called her up. I called her up, and I'm like, <laughs> "You remember that time?" I called her up. I'm like, "Hey." You remember that time your husband got arrested for <laughs> leading a prayer vigil in the now PM's <laughs> like <Electoral> MP office? <laughs> like, you remember that? And um, yeah, much, much, uh, much, oh, much laughing and hilarity dear. ensued. But uh, yes, just just like to point out here that Scott, um, Scott Morrison. Morrison like purports to be a Christian. Do you know my mum's? I no shit. My mum sat next to him in church, like. A month ago. <laughs> I swear to God. Why was your mom at Scott Morrison's church? No! Scott Morrison was at my mom's church. Okay, I feel better about that, because Scott Morrison's church is, like, one of those, like, charismatic Hillsong types, and I'm yeah, like, why I'm... is your mom... My, my staunch Catholic mama? I don't know. Okay, okay um, that's no, fine. She, no, okay, she's... I feel better about that. No, she... What? That's kind do, of hilarious. Think, like, no, she couldn't... What? Hillsong? No, she wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't drive that far. Um... <laughs> But, I love your mom. Poor mommy. Um, yeah, no, and she she went, shout out, Mary, like, you're great. She's like next to me. She looks at she's like, oh shit. She's like, oh shit. And then he looked at her and smiled. She's like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Scott Morrison, and then uh. I loved how they just. <laughs> and then so he's what his his office is in. Uh, it's in Cronulla. Cronulla. And so then... fun story. I was in Scott Morrison's electorate for a few years when I moved out of home. I lived in um, a suburb very close to Cronulla, and um, it was fun. There were the Cronulla riots went straight past my house. My husband Ooh. got badly injured. Um, our driveway with blood on it was on the news. Yeah, it was great. I did like. Her- 
her white Australian husband. Yeah, my white Australian husband and we, like got injured. And he wasn't involved. In, I just like to clarify, he was not involved yeah. in the riots at any no. point. Like they were going past our house, they jumped on our neighbor's car, and like a bunch of us went out the front to like chase them off and have a look, and some people driving past threw a bottle onto the driveway and it hit my husband in the leg. So we were not involved with the riots. We spent a lot of time inside with the curtains closed, um, just being like, please go away. Anyway, mm. Uh, yeah, and I, I had to walk past uh, neo-Nazis on several occasions on my way home because at that point the um, state member's office was on a corner near my house and uh, I'm I'm not a white person and walking pa- being a, a woman of colour walking past neo-Nazis mm. on your way home from work is a fucking unpleasant experience, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Anyway, so that mm-hmm. was my first <laughs> um, experience of living in Scott Morrison's electorate. Excellent. We then moved... Managed to buy an apartment in Sydney. It was, like, 2009, so that was, like, still vaguely within the realms of possibility. Mm. Um, (laughs) And uh, we we moved, and we moved out of Scott Morrison's electorate, and we were like, fucking yes, we are no longer in this dickwad's electorate. Sorry if that offends offends you, but that's how I feel about it. And then they changed the electoral boundaries. I know. Oh, and we no. were back in his electorate. No, no. You thought, <laughs> just when you thought you were out, they just pulled what we thought you, were you back in. Anyway, so I've, I've now moved much further west and um, am well and truly out of ScoMo's electorate. And um, I mean, our, our, like, our member is not amazing, but you know what? He's not Scott Morrison, so. Isn't it still like liberal heartland? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Isn't, isn't whatever electorate you're in in your apartment when you briefly weren't in Scott Morrison's electorate, still Liberal Heartland? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, ensconced by Liberal Heartland. I... I just like a little bubble of, like, I was... I I grew up... I grew up in, uh, perhaps one of the safest Labour seats of all time. It had never been held by Liberal until... Shit, was it the two... 2013 election? I'm not quite sure. I can't remember. I think it was after... It was after the... Labour leadership spills of the 2010 to 2013 era. Uh, oh, after when that. people were like, oh, if we switch governments, we can stop this nonsense? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Innocent times. Yes. So, and yeah, so it was, so now now it's liberal. But where I'm living, I've, you know what? I don't even know because I have changed electoral so, uh, yeah. if that was too quiet for the microphone to pick up, Mel just um, said that she needs to update her electoral details, so she should probably do that. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> or you could just go and vote in your previous election. That's what that's what I'm going to do. Okay. That was, <laughs> um, that's what I'm going to do. Cool. So, yeah. there's been a lot of fun and games with this, but ultimately... What happened, and, and Mel, you mentioned this briefly earlier, is that they shut down Parliament mm. early to go off and have their little pissing contest. Now, that is unacceptable. You know, I mean, and I also mentioned the, the Tom uh, Tom Ballard tonightly do your fucking job skit. Do mm. your fucking job. Um, we just want to play a little clip from um, the one politician who didn't fuck up this. Well, not the one politician, but one, one politician who actually shone this week. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Greens leader, Senator Richard Di Natale, gave a blistering speech in Parliament. And yes. we just like to play you, it's it's a bit of a long clip, it's about a minute long, uh, but it really sums up uh, the, the serious ramifications of this issue. Because mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, it's actually not a joke. These people yeah, they're, are they're, elected and paid to run our country. Exactly. They're and elected they to not. govern and they weren't governing. And while I mentioned that on the Thursday my some of my meetings got cancelled and so I got to watch, you know, more of the fun and games, I did then go to work. I yeah. did then go to the office and You did and, your and fucking work job. And did my fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was working at home on Thursday because I had a bunch of research to do and I just wasn't getting it done in the office. And you know what I did at home? I did my fucking job. This, I did that research. This is this is podcast Sunday and not podcast Saturday because what do I do on Saturdays? You do your fucking I job. I do my fucking job. I work. I, I, I fucking work. Yeah. So. Okay. So here is Senator Richard Di Natale giving us a little bit of a reality check on like what the fuck our nation's priorities should actually be. Yes. While the government, while the Liberal Party has been tearing themselves apart, we've got 100% of New South Wales that's in drought right now. We've got the Great Barrier Reef that's on the brink of collapse. We've got floods in India. We've got a 12-year-old girl who's setting herself alight in our room. We've got kids who are in a catatonic state because they've given up hope, locked away in those offshore hellholes. What's the Liberal Party doing? Focusing on vengeance, on payback, focusing on themselves. We've got people who can't afford to pay their medical bills right now. We've got young people who are being priced out of an education. There are a hundred thousand people in this country who are homeless. There are women who fear going home tonight because one woman a week is killed at the hands of a violent partner. And what have we got? We've got this spectacle, this disgrace. Thank you, Senator Richard Di Natale, for reminding us that there is actually shit going on in our country and we should fucking do something about it yes yes and um, one of the the really terrible things that this has done was it it caused a delay on a, a bill that was put forward by um linda burney who is a, a person i have a huge amount of respect for bill to to say that domestic survivors of domestic violence would not have to face their attackers in court, so this is like mm. this is this is a major thing yeah. because you know you have people who have experienced um, family and domestic violence, and then they have to you know if if they get to as far as actually prosecuting their um, perpetrators, which is not something that always happens, they then have to face this person in court who has probably devoted years to undermining them, to demoralizing them, to gaslighting them, to make them you know make themselves kryptonite to this person mm. and you're making them face them in court so this bill was going to change the rules so that that wouldn't have to happen for these people who have already been through so much and that really important bill got delayed because our politicians were too busy pulling their dicks out of their pants and comparing the sizes <sighs> yeah i mean it, yeah and that's that's just that's reprehensible really that things like that are going on and and you know i was thinking about it because i've been reading some submissions there's a there's a medicare benefit schedule review happening at the moment mm-hmm. um and i've been reading you know sort of or, you know keeping an eye on various submissions in relate in relation to that and so that review is happening by you know greg hunt minister for health now former minister for health and it just makes you wonder like what ha- what happens with stuff like that like yep. who's even y- 
Oh, it's the what public servants happens? who are doing the actual work. Well, yeah, so. but I mean, but still, it's but you know, yes. who's who's reviewing it? Who's signing off on it now? Who's whose office? Who, what's the office then? Like, yep. does that office exist anymore of public servants? If if the guy isn't the health minister, and like, I don't know, it just makes it, yeah, it does. There's so many. It does. To but... answer, the, the public service office still exists, but then there's a delay because they will review the submission. They will put their recommendations up to the minister's office. If there isn't a minister's office, they have to wait until there is one to put the recommendation forward. That's, so it does still cause a yeah, delay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and these are... and one office might sign on off on something that another office wouldn't. Yes, absolutely. Every office is different. The advisors are different. The ministers yeah. different. Like the, the dynamics are totally different, and and you have to know how to how to play it. And it's just, um, you know, this is seriously destabilizing for our country. And there are real world consequences. There are children in Nauru who have reached levels of depression that are so rare that they are undocumented where they essentially fall into a catatonic state. Mm. They become so depressed. And, and, you know, if you were a person who has experienced depression, you know that you become sluggish. It is really difficult to do things. It's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to motivate yourself to do things. That Mm. manifests itself so strongly that they actually become catatonic and stop responding to stimuli. These are children. And that is happening on Nauru under our watch while our politicians are dicking around deciding who is the biggest. You know, we have, we have, you know, even here, we have issues with our health system, with our education system. We have, there's, there's a lot of things that That need attention. That need attention, but also, you know, this is the other thing as well. Like it, it needs solid plans that can be put together and worked towards, not just reactive oh, this has become an issue, let's do this, this has become a problem, let's do that. Like, there needs to be... This is the, this is the problem, and look, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the solution is for Australian politics in, the, in terms of who should be running, who should be in parliament, but because it's, it just seems like it's such a shit show now. And, like, just hearing... Just, we just need to clear out hear, the whole fucking lot of them. You know, and hearing, like, Di Natale say all that, look, I'm not... You know, we're partisan, but we're not necessarily partisan in the same way. Like, I'm, I'm not a greenie. I don't. I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a greenie skeptic in the sense of, you know, if they were actually running government, like, would they even know what the fuck they're doing? I'm a bit like that. I think you think about it differently, and that's fine. Yeah, um, I do. And but hey, having, we can respectfully disagree. Yeah, we can respectfully disagree. Whatever, right? I don't like. I said, I don't know what the solution is, but uh, but I have to say, like, you, I was loving what I was hearing him say because there is too much rhetoric. Uh, the thing that scares me and concerns me, and I think actually, oh, I don't know, I was listening to something to, to, I think it was like Jeff Kennett or someone was saying something like this as well. <laughs> it's a blast for Yeah, weirdly <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, but, you know, they were saying, but basically like the issue is, or the, or the rhetoric that I'm concerned about that scares me is all this, you know, we, you know, we have to work on, you know, unifying the party. So whether it's like Labour or Liberal, we're going to work on unifying the party now and being a strong leadership so that we can go into the election and beat the other party. Yep. You know, that was like basically the first thing that was said. You know, ScoMo, Abbott, those idiots, they went out there and said, you know, we're going to unify our party. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know, rebuild, you know, a solid core, a solid liberal coalition that can go into the next election and defeat Bill Shorten. It's like... Defeating Bill Shorten is not the 
fucking point of what you're trying to do. Like, I get that that's all you give a shit about. I get that that's what they, all they give a shit about, but that's the problem. And that it's is not absolutely. about that. It shouldn't be about that. All of these politicians, all they're trying to do is, how can I win? How can I beat, how can my party beat the other party? You know, these votes of no confidence, they're not about, oh, they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. It's, oh, now we're worried. They're not going to be able to secure the next election. That's all it comes down to. And when that is the focus, the, the, anyone sort of sitting there and going, what's going to be good for our, ne- for our country for the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years, for the next generation, that all goes out the window. Because you know what? When you've got to instill, instigate change that changes a nation over a generational period of time, there's bumps along that way. Yep. Absolutely. There's ups and downs with that. There's going to be times where we're spending more. There's going to be times where we're saving more. There's going to be times where taxes are higher. There's going to be times that, you know, we're going to make certain decisions that are going to benefit some and not others. And it's not a straight line. Yep. And there's risks involved in that. But that's what's needed to move a country forward. But that's not what they're doing. It's, how can I secure the next election? It's how can I secure the next fucking us poll? Like, yeah. it's such a short-term cycle. And, and Mel, I just have to say that I think what you, what you just said there was absolutely spot on. There is no forward thinking. I mean, one, one of them actually said that the worst... I can't remember which one of them it was, but one of them actually said the worst thing that, that could happen is Bill Shorten becomes Prime Minister. What the fuck? What do you think the farmers committing suicide think about that? What do you think the women being killed by their partners think about that? That's the worst fucking thing? No, no, it's not the worst fucking thing. And and why are they saying that? Because he's Labour and they're Liberal. Yeah. You know, that's... Yep, that's it. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, look, this is... um, we probably spent a bit more time being being serious than we intended to, but you know these are serious topics. This is this is a a major problem um, that we have in our country. But I do just want to wrap up uh, the politics uh, conversation with a beautiful quote. Um, my husband's colleague early this week, uh, I think around the time of the first spill, uh, said to my husband, Dan, why is the potato man doing things? <laughs> And I would just like to say, that sums up exactly how we were all feeling at that stage. Why is the potato man doing things? Wow, Mel, um, I think after all that, I need a segment. Yeah, we definitely need a segment. Definitely need a segment. And um, guys, this time we are going to, we've done this once before, we're going to repeat a segment. Oh my god, not a new segment. Not a new segment. Um, and, and you know what, actually next time we're also going to repeat a segment that's going to start it's coming back. It's amazing. So exciting. So this, today's segment is what the fuck is that? Yes. What the fuck is that? So look, you it's... may remember last time on what the fuck is that we, uh, reviewed Nutella fairy floss. That's right. Yes. Um, today we have a chocolate related what the fuck yeah, is that? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's along similar lines. I mean, in, in its spirit, what the fuck is that does not necessarily need to be about um, food and chocolate and stuff, but but this it is just, chocolate jam. It is chocolate jam, and it, we do naturally gravitate towards. We chocolate. do, and it's and it just it just seems to you know draw out that oh my god, what the fuck is that uh, from us? So so what have you got for us now? <laughs> all right, so it's all literally started from just me being being in the chocolate aisle and being literally like what the fuck? Yeah, is that? I just got like a random text out of the blue with yeah. some pictures of chocolate. Yeah, so <laughs> some strange 
chocolate varietals here. Chocolate with kind of random things in it. So I've got three different blocks of chocolate here. Two Cadbury, one Frey, which is, you know, the Swiss. So they usually know what they're doing. What they're doing. And theirs is the strangest one. So, mm. yeah. Um, so we've got t- two Cadbury blocks here. The, so they're special edition. One is Cadbury dairy milk with kettle sea salt chips in it. Mm-hmm. So milk chocolate with kettle sea salt potato chip pieces. I. So maybe I have a I different approach to this I because I have Weird. experienced the joy of um, eating potato chips with uh, chocolate before, and I am actually a fan. I love the sweet I'm salty. So dubious. I don't really know. Uh, so I'm excited that's, about this one. That's one that we have. We have another one. Uh, dairy milk chocolate with original flavored CCs. Yeah, uh, CC's for non-Australians is is a, a brand of corn chips. Like Doritos, basically. Yeah, yeah like, uh, just like plain Dur- Doritos. Yeah. Uh, so that one I'm a little bit more dubious about because I just like... Strange? Corn chips have a pretty specific savoury flavour, yeah, so I'm what like... What the fuck is that? Uh... And third and final from Frey, and perhaps the most what the fuck, is milk chocolate with crunchy corn. Crunchy corn. Corn. Milk chocolate with salted fried corn. So we will post a picture of what these the uh, on our Insta at Chocolate Jam Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you will see, like, there's actually, like, pieces of corn. According to the picture. Anyway, yeah, actual. It yet. Uh, yeah. Very strange. So we've, we are going to taste our chocolate varietals here and rate them. Yes. Out of ten. Yes. Uh, all right. So we're going to start first with the... Dairy milk and kettle sea salt potato chips. So, all right, Jess, if you will. Thank you, my dear. Okay. And there's some more if you want to get stuck into it. All right. Hmm. Hmm. So so far, it's just crunchy chocolate. It's crunchy salty chocolate. You know, I'm mm. not getting a lot of salt. I'm getting a bit of. It's like a little bit under mm. there. That's strange. Um, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Mm-hmm. You know the Nestle Crunch? Mm. It's a little bit like that. Which I was just thinking of, and I'm mm. actually quite a fan of the Nestle Crunch, so... Mm. Yeah, this is alright. It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. So this is... Oh, there's the salt. Yeah, so you I just got there. to it there. It's when you get a bit more of the, mm. the kettle chip part. But you know what? I, I'm, I like the salt. I am a fan of the salt and no, chocolate it, combo. It works with the, the, the chocolate. It mm. does. So. I mean, Mel's obviously a bit of a fan because she's going back for more. Yeah, I went back for seconds. That and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what happens when we record mm. before lunch. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, cool. That's, that's alright. Okay, so rating. I'm going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Mm. You know, because it's... Um, it does have that... I really do like that kind of crunchy bits in chocolate thing. Yeah. And um, it definitely has that. Yep. I, I like the kind of, like, salty undertone. But I'll be honest, I wanted a bit more salt. Like, if I'm mm. going to eat a salted chocolate, I want to taste the salt as well as the chocolate. And, I like, it was there, but... No, I want I wanted yep. more. So that's... So I'm going to be an 8 out of 10. You know what? I... I don't know. I keep going back and forth between seven and a half and eight. I don't know why. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten as well because 
it's like look, it's not. I wouldn't call it like my favorite kind of chocolate overall, but you know, it's working. I like it. It's working. It's got crunchy bits. They're not. They're not too offensive. Yeah. They're not throwing off the flavor of the chocolate. I'm. I feel like there's a bit of salt, and I'm happy with the salt level. Yeah. I don't need it to be more, or at least not the pieces that I ate. Uh, yeah, it works. It's it's not it's 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 a bit different, but it's not like too out there that it really throws off the chocolate. And I could, you know, I felt comfortable to go back for more, so I'll give that an eight out of ten. Cool. It's pretty good. I'm feeling well. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say, but I feel like maybe that would be the best rating. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Okay, uh, so, so uh, next one. Next one. Um, so is the. Uh, Cadbury Dairy Milk with CC's Original. This is with yes. the corn so chips. corn chips. So let's break off the piece there. One Radio. for you. Huh? And one for me. Okay. So this seems to have a bit more Yeah, like I'm seeing a big chunk of corn chips sticking out there. So let's Strange. see how this goes. Okay. Hmm. Mm. It's more crunchy. Oh. I'm tasting corn chip. I am tasting corn chip as well. Um. Like with the kettle chips, it was just crunch and salt. Whereas this, I'm actually <clears throat> tasting corn chip and yeah, it's this is, weird. This is what I'm saying. So yes, it's throwing off the taste of the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is as well? They taste kind of like I have this. Yeah, I have this stale aftertaste in my mouth. I was just thinking of... stale taco shells. Mm. Mm. Oh man, yeah. Like you know when you get a taco kit. With the shell, the hard shells, and you're supposed to stick them in the oven, but you don't. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. Um. Or a bag of Doritos that has been left out. Yeah. With and then with some chocolate. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a look. I don't hate it. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten mm. for novelty. And I, you know, I, re- I really do like chocolate with crunchy things in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm crunching as well, but it's not so much the texture. No, the texture's The texture's good. fine. Although the texture, I will actually say that the texture was just, I liked the texture of the kettle chip one better, but yes. the, the, um, the crunch was a little bit more fine, and that's why I think the Nestle crunch works well, because it's like a Rice Krispie. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, because... Uh, corn chips are just that little bit thicker, mm-hmm. they're just slightly more chewy. Yeah. It, it just throws the texture off slightly. Yeah. Yes. The uh, the potato chip was... <clears throat> yeah, I was able to chew and swallow that, whereas... This is stuck in the teeth. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've got kettle chip... Uh, I've got, sorry, I've got corn chip stuck in my teeth now. And for that, they're going to get a four and a half out of ten. Damn. Failing grade from I now. didn't have the um, stuck in the teeth, <laughs> it would also get a five. Yep. But it's a four and a half from me. We're really agreeing today. Because we're stuck in the teeth. So, it's not horrible. I don't feel like blah. Although, don't care for the aftertaste. That's another thing as well. Throwing it off a bit for me. I need mm. to cleanse the palate now and have a sip of have water. Have a bit of water. That's a good plan. <laughs> now, and now, final. Corn. Final piece of chocolate for what the fuck is that? So, um, we took a picture of the outside of the packets for socials. I think I might actually um, also take a photo of some of the chocolate because they're yeah. like massive chunks of corn. 
Yeah, this one dead set. You know, this is not a case of false advertising on the front of the of the box there because this we, dead set we opened has it chunks and like of corn a in it. massive kernel of corn and came out. Like yeah. that's bigger than you'd find on a like it's huge. It's yeah, like it's the like size of a hazelnut. Yeah, it's actually like it's like it's corn on the cob size corn. It's um, huge. All right, so how do you want to <laughs> get you into grab, this? Grab that bit and I'll let's grab, grab a chunk. This bit. All right. Okay. Um, so they're big pieces. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here it is. So um, I've fray got a... milk chocolate with crunchy corn. So I've got a nice big bit of corn in here, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna eat. Okay. Oh. No. No. I'm no open. No. Oh god. <laughs> that is not nice. So I have to admit, I've never really eaten. Dried kernels of corn. Um, and this is not making me want to. Oh, God. Like, I'm a big fan of corn products. I like, you know, I'll eat like a, a beautiful barbecue roasted corn on the cob. I'll eat, I love corn chips. I love tortillas. I love, you know, all of those kind of corn based foods. But, you know, I love, I like popcorn. But this, like, just dried, crunchy kernel. Is not nice, and it is not. It does is not improved by the chocolate, and it does not improve the chocolate. I've stayed oddly silent throughout this. <laughs> I I like corn, and I like chocolate. I do not like this corn chocolate. I, I'm I'm there with you. It's strange and not good, and there is a hint of <clears throat> there is a hint of uh, hazelnut in there. I can taste the hazelnut, and there is hazelnut. Is somewhere in, in there. I don't think it's... It's not like hazelnut pieces, but it contains some hazelnut. And I can taste it. And again, not in a good way. No. And, and these, um, are, these are all... Like, Mel and I fucking love, like, chocolate hazelnut products. Mm. So... Yeah. The... Oh. the, the <clears throat> yeah, it's not good. No. Not pleasant. No. Weird aftertaste. No. Weird during taste. Uh, the corn is, like, crunchy, but... It's... It's huge. It's massive. It's somehow absent of flavour and also does not taste good. But also has an unpleasant flavour. Yeah, yeah. It's very somehow. strange. And it's, you know... Like, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, like it's like a subtle flavour. It's subtly bad. And it's about the size of a... You know, I think I said hazelnut before. That's probably an exaggeration. It's probably about the size of a peanut. So, but it's... It's know, size of a whole peanut. Yeah. And um, it, it's got a, a much kind of drier crunch than a peanut. Like, it's a, it's a much crunchier crunch and it's just mm. too much and in the not... chocolate it's just like this massive crunch and it's not salty or sweet or anything it's just like... gross no and so i'm gonna give it a one out of ten because i think that the chocolate wow. might, might taste nice on its own yeah so i'm giving them one for the chocolate because, because i suspect that the chocolate might actually be nice if it wasn't full of fucking corn and and you're and you're angry that it is brought down i am angry the chocolate. yeah I'm angry that it has been brought down like why did you make this frey why did you do this? Mm. <laughs> so Jess gives it a one. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a three. Okay. I'm gonna give it a three. Interesting. So your rating for that one and the corn chips one was actually quite close. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a two and a half because I don't know, I just feel like Oh my! Or maybe not. Maybe this is. I don't know. You I give just it whatever you like want to give one. It. I feel like like a half 
you know, like a point, like a 0.5 would be like if something's revolting. But then, like, maybe that's just not even a number that registers. Maybe that then goes into the negative. I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm having scale issues. But, um, look, it's not revolting, but it's not good. It's bad. And I wouldn't eat it. And there are just a lot of other tastier things that you can eat. And it's certainly the worst of the three that we've tried. I think the the way I feel about it is, if you were to leave all three of these blocks of chocolate at my house, don't do that, by the way, please. Um, no. But if you were going to do that, I would eat both the Cadbury ones. I would not eat the corn one. Oh, yeah, that's going in the bin. Yeah. Like, we're not... We're, we're going to take a photo of what that actually looks like inside, and then we're going to throw it out. Yeah. And it's um, and then that and the, I think even that like the actual like the whole corn kernels is oh, like weirdly no, off-putting as not, well. It's not good. So then it becomes like a multi-sensory issue where you go, oh, I don't really like the look of this, and I don't really like the smell of this or the taste of it or the texture of it as I'm eating it. So yeah, I've lowered it. I've lowered it down to two. So I'm going to get a two. <laughs> I'm just like working it down here. Uh, yeah, so it's a, um, and as we've said before on this podcast, there is, you know, the point of dessert is to enjoy it. Yeah, it's got to taste good. So it's if, taste good. if it's, if it doesn't taste good, like it's got no nutritional just, value, just don't eat it. Go and find something that does taste good or is good for you because there are the only two reasons to have, eat. Have some of the potato chip chocolate again. Thanks, Mel. I will. No, I'm going to have some too. So, yeah. So there you have it. Mm. What the fuck is that? Basically, dairy milk with uh, potato chips, dairy milk with CCs, and free milk chocolate with crunchy corn. Um, if you're gonna eat one of them, have the one with uh, the kettle potato chips um, because you know. I would actually recommend that one. That one mm. I would give to someone and say, "Hey, I enjoyed this. You sh- you should try it." The other two, I would not. Yeah. What the fuck is that? For the other two, stuff we don't want to eat. So. Yep. So, there you have it on Chocolate Jam. We have reviewed three types of chocolate with weird shit in. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of them made the cut. So. Yeah. Cool. Well done. Cool beans. Alright. Eight out of ten. So, uh, thank you for listening to Chocolate Jam. Thank you very much. Uh, please send us your thoughts. You can reach us, um, at chocolatejampodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on social media. Our Facebook is at Chocolate Jam Podcast. Our Instagram is at Chocolate Jam Podcast. Please leave us. Um, we are available on Stitcher. We are available on SoundCloud and we are available on iTunes. Please leave us a review um, to let people know that you've heard us and uh, hopefully liked us. If you don't like it, maybe send us an email instead of a review. But if you like to send us a review, we'd love to hear that. Our theme song is uh, Belgian Waffles by the underscore orchestra. Thank you for listening. Oh, and a very important announcement. So there will not be a Chocolate Jam podcast for the month of September. Um, We apologise for that. I am going overseas and Mel and I haven't worked out the technology to um, record from two different places at once. So we're just not that fancy here, guys. We're just not that fancy here. But we will be back in in late October with a bumper episode uh, where I tell you all about my travels. Um, we will have segments. We may even have more than one yeah. segment. It'll be amazing. I will have stories. I will have stuff to put on the Instagram. It'll be great. So um, I will have lots of jealousy. You know, it's all it's all gonna be fun and games. Fun Mel and games on the jealous. next Chocolate Jam podcast. I'm gonna be rubbing it in her face. It's oh, gonna be great. Um, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so um, please do hang on from there. If you are a subscriber to our podcast on iTunes, then you will just automatically get the new episode when it goes up. But we will be posting about it in our socials anyway. Excellent. Well, I'm Jess. And I'm Mel. And this is Chocolate Chocolate Jam. Jam!